You're listening to Seed of the Woman, a podcast dedicated to telling the grandest story of all and to exposing the mystery of 666. Randall Gilmore here. In this episode, I'm going to start the deep dive into the scriptures that I mentioned in episode one. But I'm going to start with the end of the story, or at least near the end, in Revelation chapters 12 and 13. And one of the reasons for this is because chapter 13 is where we first read about the beast out of the sea, and chapter 12 is his backstory. Another reason for this is because I want you to see for yourself what the Bible says about the beast out of the sea and 666. Eventually, I'm going to show you in the clearest way possible that 666 is a symbol that stands for a much larger system of beliefs, values, and practices. I'm going to do my best to pull back the curtain on that system. I'm going to show you its roots in history, and I'm going to show you beyond any reasonable doubt that that system has already begun to worm its way into the mainstream of nations, governments, corporations, and even into the religious and political beliefs of average people like you and me. Now, I want to say once again, I know there are some who feel uncomfortable talking about 666. Some don't even think we should talk about it at all. So I want to keep making the point. The beliefs, values, and practices tied to 666 and the system, the beast, won't just drop out of the sky someday. They have historical roots, and they develop over time, and that's what's happening now. Several of the sources I've used to produce this podcast come from the late 1800s, and what fascinates me is how diligent those Bible teachers were in calculating 666 as Revelation 13, 18 commands, and how they recognized the beliefs, values, and practices tied to 666 in something called theosophy and Freemasonry along with certain other world religions. And they called these things out. But the scale of what was happening back then is nowhere near the scale of what we see going on in our day. And the same beliefs, values, and practices that they saw on display in theosophy and Freemasonry, we now see occupying the mainstream of virtually every institution in the world. And this is why it's so important to do this deep dive starting with Revelation chapters 12 and 13. I also think you'll find this interesting because the details I'll uncover in these chapters will make it so much easier to see the obvious ties to world sentiment in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. By the way, the reason why I speak so confidently about fulfilled prophecy in the scriptures in the future is because all of this is part of a single story, the story of the seed of the woman. It's the story we feature in the Gospel Story Arc project. You know, Gospel Story Arc messaging is meant to summarize the much larger story of the seed of the woman, using the elements of story that neuroscience says is needed for a story to make sense. And the summary is not the only messaging we share about Jesus, but it's the messaging we lead with. And it definitely helps people to better understand who Jesus is and to make better sense of God's overarching plan for the world through him. 
Now, you can download the messaging for free at gospelstoryarc.org. And why free? Well, number one, because it's the gospel. And number two, because of the generosity of listeners like you. Okay, I'll be back with the opening verses of Revelation 12 after a short break. Revelation chapter 12 begins with these words, And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains, and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, Behold a great red dragon, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. So, this is the beginning of the backstory of the beast out of the sea. But who is this woman who appears as a great sign in heaven? And who is the dragon? Who is the male child? And what is the significance of 1,260 days? Before I answer these questions, I think it's really important to say, that everything that is said here in Revelation chapters 12 and 13 in such mysterious language is part of the same story that the Bible tells elsewhere in language that is crystal clear. So, it seems obvious that the woman who appears as a great sign in heaven represents the nation of Israel. And one reason why is because, according to verse 5, she gives birth to a male child, quote, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. An obvious reference to Jesus as the seed of the woman, who will return someday to establish his literal kingdom here on earth. Jesus came out of Israel, in perfect alignment with God's original promise of the seed of the woman and the story of narrowing his family line from Adam to Noah to the family line of Shem, Noah's oldest son, and eventually on to Abraham, and then to Isaac, and then to Jacob, whose descendants God formed into the nation of Israel. So, the woman is Israel. And in keeping with this, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 2 says that she was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. Not only is this talking about the seed of the woman coming onto the scene, but this is simply language that calls us back to Genesis 3. And God's telling the woman there, quote, I will multiply your pain in childbearing, and in pain you shall bring forth children. So, the imagery of these first two verses of Revelation 12 ties into God's original promise of the seed of the woman and to the seed of the woman's line of descent out of Israel. By the way, I'll have more to say about the sign of the woman appearing in heaven, quote, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars, in a future episode. But notice next that Revelation 12.3 describes the sign of a great red dragon, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. This dragon is Satan. And Revelation 12 and verse 9 makes this abundantly clear. Here's what it says. Quote, 
and the great dragon was thrown down. That is the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. So it's very clear. The dragon is the devil. Now, right after the dragon is introduced in Revelation 12 and verse 4, it says that the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. This simply refers to Satan's strategy from the beginning to do whatever he could to deny the seed of the woman any place in the world. Remember, Satan's goal is to replace the seed of the woman with a seed of his own, the seed of the serpent. But Satan doesn't succeed because the woman's child was caught up to God and to his throne, which seems like an obvious reference to Jesus' exaltation at God's right hand. So, the woman then flees into the wilderness, implying that Satan turns his murderous attention to the woman because Satan knows if he can keep God from fulfilling his promises in relation to the nation of Israel and how they're going to factor into end times, then he's done irreparable damage to God's reliability, the reliability of God's word. But as the rest of this backstory unfolds, Israel flees to a place prepared by God, quote, in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. But what is the significance of 1,260 days? Well, the short answer is 1,260 days ties what's happening in these verses to a time in the future, a time during which the beast out of the sea will rise to power and begin to dominate the world, the time that's known in Scripture as the final seven years prior to Jesus' return. But how do we know that 1,260 days is meant to be taken literally? And how does it factor into the number of days in seven years? And why even talk about seven years in the first place? More next time on Seed of the Woman.